0: The Perks of Being a Wildflower is a film set in the 1990s, and it follows Charlie, a high school freshman in Pittsburgh. It's a coming-of-age film that takes on such issues as sexuality, drug use, rape, and mental health illness. Take a trip back to high school with our host and special guest Dave as we roll back into the days of old.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Listen to our hosts talk about your favorite movies. You never know what you're going to get. And discuss new films with our mystery guests from all over the world. Our guests speak freely about their experiences as directors.
2: That's a wrap, everybody. Writers,
1: producers, actors, or whatever contribution they have in the film industry. This is Adult Beverage Film Podcast.
0: Welcome back to Adult Beverage Film Podcast, and we've got uh, a wonderful guest here today. Uh, we've got Dave on here, so welcome to the show, Dave.
3: Hey, thanks for having guys. Man,
0: it's awesome, man. It's so good to see Dave. you. First of all, Dave. right
3: on. I'm, I'm my name dying. is totally really Dave. I swear, Dave, I swear. Dave.
0: That's a good nickname, Dave. We love it. So, uh, and then we've uh, we've got Laura Truman on here. Hello. And we've got Squeaker hanging out with a new haircut. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Bring uh, back that quarantine hair. And yeah. we've got Patrick also here hanging out hey. with us. And my hey. name's Kent. Hey. So we're uh, and we're on to a wonderful movie. So we get to talk about and I'm gonna let uh the, the lovely guy that brought this film up so we could uh, vote on it, uh, the we're talking about the perks of being a wildflower, and that is Patrick G. Keenan. <laughs> the lovely. Why? Why did you I'm want so to watch this? so glad they can't time? see me. Why this... did you want this to be your film brought up? So
2: I had such a great experience watching. I did not read the book, unlike Dave. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Kiss My aunt. Uh, I When the Ballantine Theater, for our, our listeners who are local and know what I'm talking about, the Ballantine Theater showed it, and I used to escape and watch like matinee movies, and this was one of them and uh i had such a moving experience related to this movie so much that it is now in my top 10 favorite films of all time <laughs> i really related to it loved it uh and actually I, dave and i've talked about it before because he's a big fan of the book oh yeah it's t- yeah
3: i uh i actually read the book uh years and years and years ago uh God, I don't want to say I probably read it about probably about 2001, something like that. And I mm-hmm. remember just falling in love with it and just, I, I read it and just kept reading it over and over and like by the time I was done, it was like I completely like put this like beat all the hell and stuff. Then so when the film finally comes out, I'm obviously very skeptical. But yet I saw like the same guy who wrote it, uh, Stephen Chabosky, yep. which I think that's how you say his name. Um, he's the guy He uh, wrote the yeah. book And directed the film So yeah hmm
2: mm-hmm.
3: I was not at all Disappointed
0: Nice We're Great uh, mm.
2: That is a rarity Where somebody yeah. says
3: Has anyone uh, you know, else some, cared, A fan of the book Does anyone else read the book
0: it. Not this guy I didn't read it
2: No Because it's a well, movie
3: why, Wow it's just me That's why I'm the special guest Yep That's
2: and, right
0: That's right You and, are special uh, You're very Reed special Read kids That's right <laughs>
2: Educate, educate. Wait for the wait for the movie. Wait for the movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, Laura, what was your thoughts on the film? Well, had you I had seen never the film seen it. first of all. I was no, gonna say
4: okay. I had not ever seen it before and I was dubious. I read the IMDB and I was like, drama romance. Oh god, what kind of movie is this? And I did not want to watch it at all. And I was completely enamored it, it's really good and i i'm glad i was um wrong
2: <laughs> me too or yeah. we'd be duking it out right now
0: Squeaker, what was your thoughts on it
5: well first off if i had read drama romance i would have been all in just from the description but i didn't, <laughs> I didn't even look it up i'd heard of the movie this was my first time watching it too um it's one of those that i always wanted to watch and just putting off and never watched it and i loved it um i was i was pretty much in immediately but i'm kind of a sucker for this kind of movie um so it's for me it takes like it would have to be really awful to hate but i, I like this one a lot
4: and it, it, it's way funnier than a drama romance describes i mean it is I would have thrown comedy in there with drama and romance
2: but there's such heavy Heavy themes in it yeah. that maybe they're afraid of calling it a comedy because somebody be like, "Oh, I can't wait!" You know, some dude who got touched by his aunt watches it and goes, "This is oh, a yeah, comedy." Yeah, if you,
3: when you guys eventually do go back and read the book because I trust all of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. For, I know you're all going to read it, especially Patrick. Um, and
2: um, I might, I might do
3: it. But seriously, though, if you read the book, you would understand it is not a comedy. Whatsoever. There are mm. some funny mm-hmm. moments like life, but uh I suppose later on we I can get into the the, the differences between the two.
4: Yeah.
2: Which there a, aren't bet, really?
4: between comedy and, and drama? They're
2: all no the same no between the me. book no. and the movie. <laughs> Dave, what's is the difference
1: uh... between
3: comedy <laughs> and drama? <laughs> I don't know. Not ask practice. people who make
2: dramedies. Oh. oh, Can
3: we
5: call it a drum-com? Is that a thing?
2: Yeah, yeah that's a- no, that, that's what I- that, be- <laughs> that belittles it. Even the dog, com drama, yeah, even that mystery dog. Kent, what did you think of the movie there?
0: Sparky? Well, this was the first time I've watched it. Um, I, I had had it in my queue for years and yeah. just never got around to watching. Every time I got around, I was like, I don't. <sighs> I don't know if this is going to be something I want to watch, you know, but I <laughs> thought it was going to be a lot more depressing and, uh, you know, a lot more on the, the drama side. But when I, when I actually watched sat down and watched it the first time, I was just like, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really a, a kind of a coming of age film, a little bit like what the, you know, our last film that we did, um, where it had that sort of same feel, with a deeper story underneath it of the, you know, the sexual abuse and, and uh, that went on and all the different variables of that was being shown, but it also had (laughs) this like real growing up aspect that I enjoyed. Um, and it was, it was nice. It was a nice balance. Um, you know, and I've, since then I've watched it, you know, a, a second time and, and I enjoyed it then. So it's, it's a really good, well done film. There's nothing that goes makes me just go. This is great filmmaking, but it's great storytelling, and um, I, I think that's the part that I, I kind of enjoyed about it is the aspect of that.
2: So it was funny when we talked after you had first seen it. He goes, it, "It's a cute movie. It's cute." I went, cute? "Cute? That's like something you say about like I don't know the Emoji movie or something. I don't know." Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the cat that just walked in. <laughs> Well, it, it, it was a oh, cat that just walked by, yeah. <laughs> but
0: it's, it, it's, uh, it has a lot of heart to it. And, you know, and I think it's definitely, it
2: the, it's a, it's a triumphant movie mm-hmm. kind of uh, buried in some of that teenage angst and, and tragedy. And uh, that's what that's I love. That's well-earned
4: about it is, angst though. Like super well-earned. Oh, angst. Yeah, Those kids yeah. really deserve to feel the way that they're feeling.
0: The one thing that this did after watching this is I I want to go back. I'd like to go back and read the book. I I think going, you know, seeing the film now, I really want to see all the details of like really, you know, how elaborate they were in the story, and see, you know, how that because I know I I actually saw an interview with with the director and writer, and you know he made some adjustments in the film compared to what was actually in the book. And, and Dave, you might be able to help us on that side and, sure. and tell us a little bit more. But, you know, l- you know, let me know some of the things that, that stood out to you that were different between the two.
3: Well, I mean, um, for one thing, I mean, I'm guessing that they had to, you know, either fill a runtime or fit a rating or both. Um, that's probably always why things get cut. Right. Uh, especially but especially an author and a director being the same guy. I'm like this had to be cut for rating sake. Um, the, the main differences I can recall is, uh, Charlie in the book, his sister has, his sister has a, uh, his sister has an abortion and, uh, he, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry if I'm spo- spoiling anything here. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that happens. <laughs> it was a whole, it's not in the movie though. <laughs> and, uh, so that's that no spoiler. Not, well, yeah, it's a spoiler for the book. I mean, but. Uh, well, so no, I'm not going to read it. Uh, <laughs> look, I already failed all of you. Um, but uh, but no, uh, there's that. There's um, there's one thing that actually made a deleted scene in the film that was really pivotal, and I'm not sure I'm not sure why it got cut. But uh, uh, there was one where Charlie was reading this uh, poem that had a lot to do with suicide. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he was reading it at a party to all of the other kids. And uh, it's heavily implied that it's the same poem that his friends who committed suicide use, and uh, so that didn't make the final cut. Um, and then
0: I heard gosh, one of the reasons that things. didn't make it was they were trying to stay in the under the, in the PG thirteen range, and that that's
3: yeah, that that's what I was assuming is they were trying to keep a certain rating. Uh, I know that's probably why they cut out the fact that literally every single character in that movie smoked. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, uh, that is in that's part Charlie. of the rating thing. They actually um, cut that poem out. There's a a scene where they put it in, or there's a they shot a scene of that, and uh, I don't know if, if I read this wrong. They made it sound like Charlie gave that to Patrick as his gift. Yeah, remember, he gives everybody scene. gifts. And if you watch the movie again. During the Secret Santa thing where Charlie gives everybody like an extra gift, like, oh, he knows the bubbles. Oh, he really knows me. Uh, <laughs> that sequence, Ezra Miller has this really disturbed look on his face, and that's apparently because of the poem. But since in the theatrical cut, it's not there, I, I don't know if it reads or if even people – you'd have to look for it to see Ezra Miller's face, but he looks pretty, pretty distracted. And the abortion scene was shot because I've seen oh, it. Oh, was it? It was, yeah, I did and, not know uh, that. they cut it according to Steven Chabosky because something really heavy happened right before it, and they didn't want to go heavy, heavy. And plus, there was a concern about the rating.
0: Yeah, uh, that was the big thing. He he wanted to make sure, and it wasn't it wasn't the studio; it was him. He wanted to make sure it was right. a PG thirteen film because, for two reasons, one. That draws a lot more people into the seats, you know. If you can stay in that range, and then too, I think strangely he though,
3: I think they leaned more into the whole uh, uh, sexual abuse from his aunt in the film than they did in the book. Uh, it's huh. brought up. It's brought up near the end of the book, just then, whenever he has his like mental breakdown. But it's not really ever, to my memory, explained in that much detail in the book.
0: Which okay. was very little in the in the movie, thank you. But uh, I, I my understanding about is, oh. I, I was wondering about that because it seemed to me that the ant was such a vital part of the story. Yeah. That even though it was, you know, dragging you on to to the final payoff of like what actually happened in the story, it seemed to me that that was kind of missed not not played out as much as it probably should have been
1: uh and yeah that was you the
4: never saw thing, that coming
2: yeah, yeah
0: that,
4: that um,
0: got me totally yeah, yeah i was surprised at that
2: um, i liked it because of that well but like i think maybe it worked that, that <laughs> you know what i mean I, I appreciated it because it came out now dave in the book i was i, I read i don't know if this is true because i haven't read the book um that he doesn't attempt suicide at the end he just kind of goes into a catatonic meltdown
3: as I recall, yeah, I, he never. I don't think he ever tries to kill himself. Um, he does okay. have a complete panic attack there around Christmas, and he is laying there and right. uh, okay. almost freezes to death outside in the cold. So all of that definitely happens in the book, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think he attempted suicide in the book. I don't think so.
2: Yeah, I think I, I literally just read that he goes into this catatonic state almost where he just can't, <laughs> you know, he can't function anymore. And that's why it yeah. goes to the uh, May Mayview Mayview kids, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mayview.
5: Yeah, there was a thing yeah. that surprised me, just compared to other, um, other movies, is that they kind of you went quickly from him being like the guy you knew didn't have friends to finally making friends to then finally like falling into where he was comfortable with those friends. Like they didn't linger too long on the, on the sad like lonely lonely youth aspect of it which i thought probably worked better
4: yeah
2: yeah and they were pretty heavy i mean he laid on the when he goes through all the people he knows like that he used to play football with my brother but he doesn't talk to me uh this girl i used to be friends with but uh she doesn't talk to me anymore yeah and when yeah when i first saw it i went well it's just because kids are stupid And, you know, like sophomores don't talk to freshmen, type of things. But you got to realize that he's had an episode before and been held back from school. And everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows that. So he is, maybe he's not a Mayview kid at the beginning, but he's kind of got that taboo of, this kid has mental problems and it would be so uncool for me to be like, hey, eat lunch with us. Whereas you've got, you know, you got Sam and Patrick who are already. Mentally unsafe. Misfit, unstable. Toys. <laughs> Misfit yeah. yeah. I think Emma yeah, Emma Watson, toys. I think she added that line, Emma Watson, uh, in the movie when she leads yeah, in and says, Welcome to the island the of Misfit film. Toys. Um, yeah.
3: You know, another major difference between the book and the movie, uh, you know, the ending scene when they're riding through the tunnel and, uh, uh-huh. you know, Emma Watson and all that. And it's such a powerful scene. I actually feel they changed the song for the movie into uh, uh, Heroes by David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the book, it was uh, Fleetwood Max landslide.
2: Yes. The yes. Blasting.
3: Um, and they actually changed that for the film. And I'm, and much like the, uh, if I can bring up another film, much like Watchmen, I actually liked this ending in the film better than the book. Mm. It just yeah, I it think Heroes better, works better, in my opinion.
2: Oh, Heroes yeah. was a great was choice. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember being around that age when I discovered that song by Bowie. Uh, there's a lot of people apparently who made. All right, that's really weird. <laughs> I
1: but I didn't shoot the
2: deputy. Thing. That right. wasn't the song. That had nothing to do with Perks of Being a Wallflower. But I knew was, we were
0: going to uh, have a special special guest, and thanks goodness Bob Marley showed up. So it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but I'd uh, I up remember. A
2: little bit. <laughs> I remember being that age and discovering you know songs like Bowie's older stuff and things like that, not knowing who they were. Or what it was and a lot of people have uh, given steven chbosky like shit about how how could they not possibly know that song by bowie it happened to me with a bunch of uh, songs when i was in high school and first discovering music outside of the the box mm-hmm. and going like oh i really like this song i don't know what it's called or who does it but i really liked it oh, so. So like, what,
3: 1995 when this book set yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah Mid 90s. Yeah, it's like,
3: like yeah. mid 90s. Like, well, the internet did not rule the world yet. Exactly. No, yeah. a lot no of cell phones. Didn't do a lot of
2: stuff. Yeah. No cell phones. Is, and this movie. was my like, senior year in high it's school. It's
0: supposed to be 91, 92 is when it's taking place. So. Oh, really? Yeah. It felt
4: like 95 to me. Yeah.
2: Well, some of the music indicates that it took place later in the 90s than well, I think 91 so. or 92, but uh, I can't remember the exact. I'd have to look at the sound. There, the. The song list, but some of the songs didn't come out to 93,
5: 94. Was a great, great soundtrack,
2: though. Oh, it's fantastic, fantastic. Bought it. Yeah. yeah. Bought it. Bought it. Yeah. Love it. I mean, I,
0: I think the thing with it, too, this is, you know, the music really drives this movie all the way through. Just um, like our last movie. Yes. And once again, we're back to that. There's hardly any places where there's not, uh, you know, music playing to um, uh, throughout the throughout that part of the film i mean there's very few spots where there's no music you know in this whole thing
2: But and I as think you guys it, know, also I adds, a-
0: it adds to it it adds to the to the actual impact of the story so oh definitely
2: definitely and uh it gives it a time period but uh as you know i listen to things with subtitles on and mm-hmm. so when they get to the party and like charlie this is a party And it (laughs) says, like, raucous rock music plays. (laughs) It's like they they don't put the title of the song or anything. It's just like raucous rock music.
4: It was the same with Heroes. I had the subtitles on, too. And it was just, like, loud rock music. Like, can't you just say what it is?
2: (laughs) No, they called it it something weird, like cult artsy or artsy artsy rock rock music. Artsy (laughs) rock music. And I went, all right. I mean, mean, they're not
3: wrong, but it's true. But really, yeah. but then I, I again, I don't know has, if the hearing
2: impaired knows what that the difference is.
0: Well, I wonder <laughs> if that is um, a legality aspects of it that they can't put in their David Bowie's song or whatever. There's got to be some reason that it's they do that. that isn't that, that.
2: kind of weird? Don't give credit to the
0: song. Uh, it seems even weird though it's, to me too, it's the actual song, you would think right, and it's so and it you got the, the rights, right to the movie. <laughs> but um, I bet I would bet money it's got, and that's something I want to look up because that's really interesting. Um, and now that Okay like, you look it. that up We're going to talk Yeah we'll get Squeaker on that <laughs> Squeaker <laughs> Jump on that so. uh.
2: <laughs> You know what else I loved in this I'll tell you After this break Perfect <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you By Willit. Where are we going
1: It's a surprise Is this your room mm-hmm. So cool
6: Thanks. You got me a present?
1: After all your help in my Penn State application? Of course I did. Open
6: it. I don't know what to
1: say. You don't have to say anything. I'm really sorry we can't be here for your birthday.
6: No, that's okay. Just sorry to go back and visit your dad.
1: I'm in such a good mood, I don't think even he could ruin it. I feel like I'm finally doing good. You are. Well, what about you? When I met you, you were this scared freshman. Now look at you in that suit. You're like a sexy English schoolboy. I saw Mary Elizabeth checking you out. No. Innocent worst kind of guys never see you coming and parents love you that's like extra danger
2: all right guys since we are the adult beverage podcast and i'm drinking water as usual why don't you tell us what you're drinking mm-hmm. squeaker go uh
5: i'm kind of more on your level i'm drinking a protein shake
2: i thought that's what that looked like yeah. but i didn't to question it because the it might have been i don't know something gross it's all brown,
4: <laughs> yucky.
2: Super, uh, Super Dave, what are you drinking?
3: Um, I am drinking a um, uh, Moonslur's Vienna Lager from uh, the Old Mecklenburg Brewery in Charlotte, North Carolina.
2: Awesome. Hey. Uh, drink local. Drink local. What you drinking, Laura?
3: Um, f-
4: fireball and lime <laughs> sparkling water. Yeah.
2: Okay, I want weird. I want to know why you look surprised by the question I just asked two other people, and then when I get to you, you go uh uh fireball and uh, uh Mig's Mig's juice. <laughs> Kent, what are you drinking?
0: I'm drinking a lovely Stone Twelfth Anniversary Bitter Chocolate Oatmeal Stout aged wow. in wow. bourbon barrels. That sounds Ooh, wow. woo actually sounds good it is delicious this is a small batch uh things that they make and it is we went to a little beer tasting the other night and uh wine dinner or beer pairing with with uh with food,
4: <laughs> with
6: wine, and
0: there was some beer, wine. Beer pairing with wine. Beer pairing
4: with wine. And, and,
0: with this, wine. Was one, and this was one Ooh. of them. And it was, I mean, first of all, Stone's one of my favorite uh, breweries in the country. And it's just amazing. So, and this
2: is I love delicious. a good stout.
0: Yeah, well, you'd love this one. Like Still brewing,
2: San Diego, California. Please That's get the right.
0: show. That's right. That's right. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be <laughs> glad to partner with We've you guys.
2: We've <laughs> been trying to get a sponsor since our first one. We need Dave. a
0: beer. We don't have a beer, a beer or alcohol sponsor. We need a big one now. So we do. Well, I mean, well, the we Old got Catbird like,
2: Breweries
3: right here in Charlotte, like many of us are. I mean, OMB, if you're listening, hook yep. these guys up. Kick it
0: up. Kick it up. So.
2: Or since we have, a, we're very big in Japan. Sapporo, if you're listening,
3: not best one either. They yes. do,
2: they do. Yes. Sapporo, ah, yes. oh, yeah. Sapporo in the if big, I... in the
3: big cans is always better. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yes. You got to get the
3: big, the big silver cans.
2: So, uh, is why, there anything else? Beer just
3: gets better out of the big can. I know. I, <laughs> yeah. I agree. The taller
0: the <laughs> yeah. can, the better it tastes. I don't know what it is. So. The darker want, the beer, the, you want uh, it, the better it tastes.
2: Yeah. The darker it
0: is. Um, let's get back to perks of, uh, yeah, I wanted to say
2: something before we did our, our commercial break. Uh, Mm -hmm. i love the transitions in this movie because it takes place obviously over a school year and when they're at the King's diner, the King's Mm -hmm. restaurant Mm -hmm. and they switch from like fall into winter and they just, just by changing what's in the windows, while Charlie's at the table, and it was—I loved it. I love that transition. Yeah,
4: that was very cool.
2: I thought
0: there was some cool very, transitions very cool. in this, and like uh, just throughout, there was like numerous little things, and I was like, "Well, that was clever. That's clever." You know, it was real neat, mm-hmm. just transitions and simple. Um, but that's that's good when you've done that. And, and this guy's—this is, a, I think, the first film that he directed too. So,
2: I think uh, he directed one little tiny indie before this. Okay, but like. Maybe, gosh, fifteen years before, if I'm right, it was something. And he's even one of the actors in the movie that he made. Mm-hmm. So it, that's what makes me think it's like a school movie or mm-hmm. something like that. But uh, yeah, what he did great debut, with his then. own work.
0: Yeah, yeah. What a what a, what, a,
3: what a what a big debut, anyway.
0: Yeah, it's so, it's so hard, and, and there's not many times you have the writer of a book that actually directs the film. So that's mm. that's even. You know, unless I don't real, well, I don't know too many. I can't think of many that have done this.
3: I can think of one, but it's not a good comparison, and that's uh, Stephen King with Max yeah. Overdrive nah. that was. Oh,
0: he directed that.
3: <laughs> he did uh, awesome wow. did know that.
0: I love Stephen yep. King, but I can't Stephen say that I love his directing. Suffice
3: so. to say, are better writers than we are directors.
2: That movie makes me laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there is worth. There is worth to Damn. it. Curtis, oh, are you dead? Oh, oh, <laughs> fucking dogs.
0: Man. Always going <laughs> to have one dog coming up and making his, like, wants to get his cameo on the show. No, I who mean, let the all, dogs out? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, well, who was your um, favorite character in the film? Like, uh, Laura, who was your cool. favorite one? I
4: liked uh, the stepbrother, Patrick.
0: Nothing. Yeah,
4: he was, he was nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah.
3: Call me Patrick call from, me nothing. From
4: jump.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Story of your life, Patrick.
4: And was that Tom Savini as the shop teacher? It, it was. Is
2: it is Tom Savini. <laughs> awesome. so good now, to see him. If you put it together, I think it, Stephen Chabosky, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, is uh, from the Pittsburgh area.
3: Yes, and they shot that entire, they set the book in Pittsburgh and shot the film in Pittsburgh. I like that, too.
2: And Savini... Is a Pittsburgh boy, isn't he? Because uh, that's where the I, I know at least the Dead movies were made. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where he started out. I, I don't there. know
0: if he lives there now. Um, oh, and probably a, And not, a big shout out to him. He actually just was on his bike and got hit just recently. So we're Tom Savini. For big, yeah, for a big recovery
2: for oh, him. So he did? yeah. Oh no! Yeah, oh, I so didn't even
0: hear that. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Get super nice town. guy. Yeah, Tom
2: Savini. If you're listening, we love you. We support yeah. you. Yeah. Incredibly
0: Get talented. Uh, don't Make-up write a bike anymore. artist,
2: too. Like, just... He's super oh, he's talented. magnificent. And he actually... I think he directed the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead, which I like just as much, if not more, than the original. Because Barbara, Barbara... Barbara... Is... Instead of just a, a pussy female throwaway character, is fucking Rambo. She's fucking awesome in it. It's like... Uh, a Sigourney Weaver type of heroine, just badass in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like really nice. It's a to horror see.
3: movie trope rule, really. I mean, you have if you're going to be the badass female in a horror movie, you got to wear tank top and be badass and save day. Yeah. I think that was the problem with the original yeah. Barbara; is she didn't have a tank top, yeah, <laughs> or a
2: shotgun Barbara's to pump,
4: top, or a cat.
2: Yeah. If you'd yeah. have a shotgun to go <laughs> after yeah. you said something really important, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, 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 I like that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Me too. But yeah, I like the 1991 that Savini directed. And he's always good when he shows up in the Romero movies, Dawn of the Dead, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. We like him. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you guys know who owned the rights to do this movie before Stephen Chabosky got them back? No. Who was the king of teen movies? Think. Think. Oh, um... Think. Name rhymes with John Hughes. It's John Hughes. <laughs> oh, it's John Hughes. John Hughes had the rights to it, and he uh, passed away. And then uh, Stephen Chabosky was able to get the rights back to do wow, it himself. Wow, I didn't
0: know that. That's wow, yeah. Dude,
2: I'm pretty sure a, I read that.
3: That would have
0: been
2: for him. It would have been a different movie. It would it have been fire. I think yeah. so.
4: Yeah. It would have been a, a comedy. Yeah.
0: Much more humorous with the undercurrent and the, of the sadness of it. I wonder yeah. what
3: the I wonder what the parts of the wallflower would look like if it was the Brat Pack playing all the characters. Oh. Now, there's
4: I'd a like to see part. that movie. Yeah.
5: You can probably do that now with like deep fakes and stuff. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. yeah
3: okay. <laughs> I'd like to
2: I'd like to see that movie but there's a possibility I'd hate watch that movie. Yeah. After having yeah, seen you know this Marley
3: Ringwald playing Sam like you know it. <laughs> Of course, yeah, and at it, that time, it, it, of and it's freaking—it's uh, it, Judd Nelson playing uh, playing nothing, because yeah, I I got to see that
0: for sure. <laughs> and oh, I God. think
3: Charlie is. Ducky.
0: It wouldn't have been nearly as funny. I don't know if he. Oh. Would
2: have, I don't know John would have. John You're would have, killing me, Dave. You're yeah. killing me. <laughs> I loved. I I will watch yes, any Logan Miller movie or, uh, <laughs> any Logan Lerman movie now because of this movie, and I'll watch Ezra Miller do virtually any movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because of this movie, because I fell in love with them all as characters. Oh, yeah.
0: So you now, who else I thought was and really Emma Watson. good in
2: this film, uh,
3: and, and didn't get really get a lot of love, but uh, Paul Rudd as the teacher,
2: he was sure. fantastic. Him. But I yeah. one one love him and everything, great. so he's great. In- he came in for his one day shoot, banged it out, did great, left, yeah. and uh, Joan Cusack's freaking great in it too. Yeah. 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 And uh, who's the father? I always mess his name up. Um, Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott, not Dermot Mulroney. I get him mixed
4: up with (laughs) Dermot Mulrooney too. Yeah,
2: so do I. I think everybody. I think they confuse. They go home to each other's wives.
0: (laughs) He's not one of my favorites, so he's... I
2: I thought he was good in this because he's kind of a hard-ass dad. Yeah, and you don't picture him as a heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, maybe now.
0: I would say he was, in my opinion, he was the one that was miscast
4: and... uh, in, in the whole really thing. Yeah, yeah i would have said that too because i didn't i didn't buy it i no. didn't buy that he was worried about the goddamn defense no, oh i'm not buying that yeah. <laughs> no
3: in the yeah. book you lead, it leads you to believe that like it's more of like a john goodman type guy you know
2: mm. yeah okay or
3: like meatloaf or something like that would mm-hmm. be like that like, some jock like so, some like you know big imposing dude yeah yeah not not, right. not like, a, like yeah. a bad guy, but like a like a big guy. You know. Yeah.
0: Were Were you guys surprised to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show in this? When you know, Rocky not hit? at all. Not at
3: all. Not at all. No. Wouldn't have Wouldn't have made any sense to me having
0: read the book if it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a, that's the thing about it. thinking a huge about thing from in the nineties. Yeah, Sorry. and it and it felt so right eighties, and too. I know that was in the <laughs> book, so. But it felt so right to have that in there, and it, and I think that's one some of the things that he did as a writer in this is captured the moments of what it was like to be, um, you know, in high school. A kid in the nineties, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then all the things that were nineties driven was it was just interesting to see. Well, which is funny because
2: I'm not that. a kid. I'm not a kid of the 90s, I was a kid of the 80s. 60s, I graduated yeah. high school in 83, but the first day I had my shut the fuck up. First uh first <laughs> first day I had my driver's license was a Friday, and that night I went to Rocky Hard, like four towns over, the Midnight mm-hmm. Show, and didn't Hell get home until yeah. like 2:30 3 in the morning. And my parents were freaking saints for letting me do that, but uh in my 64 oldsmobile F85 <laughs>
3: Ooh, no, I, yeah, I did that, too, art. in
4: 1993. Yeah. Yeah. On, the, on, a, on Friday nights at the Silver Screen Cafe.
3: My first Rocky Horror yes. was 1998. 1998. What I kind was, of virgin uh, are you High waiting School.
0: that long? I mm-hmm. was probably right around You're 90. You're
3: young. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a young, and I actually was a 90s kid. Like, about this, around know. about the same age as Charlie was in that book and in, in the movie. And, yeah, that's probably why... It, hadn't spoke to me so much? Because I was also a little so how, weirdo that nobody liked.
2: How bizarre is that this, we have this whole Rocky Horror Bond? I saw it in 82, because that's when I would have gotten my driver's uh, license. That's when I was license. born, Patrick. Wow. When you were born, I was <laughs> I driving to see You're Rocky waiting. Horror Picture Show at the Teaneck Theater.
3: God, it's no it, wonder I grew up and became friends with you.
2: <laughs> hey, Dave, we have, who we do have you so much do you think your dad color. is? <laughs> <laughs> shut the hell up camp shut the hell up camp i got no money for you, you I got No you money, what
5: i loved about that the rocky horror was how the first time he's watching it and then the next time he actually gets pulled into it and gets to be in it and then afterwards we're like you know i can talk to somebody and see maybe you can get it <laughs> maybe you can join him next year
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny how that like happened, and like, and, yeah. and I thought that was a cool transition too. I mean, that's a transition in the sense of the mm-hmm. the character, you know, his growth, um, and 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 I think that that's the part that was kind of I was so surprised watching it because you start to see this real progression of him, you know, getting to this peak, and and then all of a sudden he just crashes, you know. So it, it was, it's a real good. Um, uh, character driven you know, curve in there that that's like i think makes you really even care about the character more which is phenomenal kind
3: of like a kind of like a rise and fall thing going on mm-hmm. here. like a rise yeah. and fall and rise again mm-hmm. yeah
5: yeah but what made him fall though the, his answer in the truth or dare game
0: i was kind of like well <laughs> he went for it that's cool <laughs>
3: yeah Shoot yeah. your
0: shot, bro. Yeah. Hey, yeah. trust me. Have, we've all been there. You know, you were in that situation, and and
2: and you're if you played
0: that game, and you were like, oh man.
2: Yeah, but plus, who liked the actual character that Mae Whitman played, the the angry Buddhist <laughs> punk?
1: Mm, no, yeah. I mean it's a
2: fun character. Except when you go, oh my god, you picked – Why don't you yeah. go with the the yeah. vampire fan girl mm-hmm. who steals jeans? I was friends with cross- both
4: of them in high school.
2: Same. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
3: totally. I was friends totally. with both of those girls. I dated neither of them. Yep. yep. Ah,
5: smart, by the way, Ali Sheedy in the remake, in the in the Brad Pack remake. Yeah. Yes,
3: yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. definitely. Ali Sheedy definitely. is totally like the ang. She's totally that uh, Rocky <laughs> punk Rocky girl. Yep. That's that's yeah. definitely Ali Sheedy.
2: Well, she proved her worth in Monkey Shines.
5: <laughs> okay, can I shout out two more characters real quick? Yeah, go for him. Uh, <laughs> ponytail, that guy was great. Oh yeah, mm. <laughs> I mean he wasn't great because he was a no, boyfriend, wasn't. but right. the character itself was just like. Well,
0: kind of they, there was everybody had one of those there. in high school, right? There was yeah, definitely, you know? definitely, um, yep. and that's the thing is is you know, it, it had all the um,
2: you know archetypes uh, mm-hmm.
0: exactly. I mean, they were there a hundred percent. Sorry, I'm playing bad libs with your <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> well, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly what it is, and it's they're, they're You know, each one of these is very stereotypical characters all the way through, and which makes
2: it so relatable. That's uh, right.
0: That's right. These characters.
2: That's, that's the fun even. T- and Brad, d- despite the uh, the homosexual aspect of Brad, uh, when he they ask him at the Rocky horror thing. Like we need a Rocky is no no, 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 There's, no. there's people, there's people out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I do that guy. <laughs> I don't
3: know what high school you guys went to, but that archetype was definitely at my school. Um, yeah. eventually, I mean, it was a little bit better in real life. I mean, eventually he come to terms with who he really was and ended up hanging out with us freaks and cause we would accept him. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah,
2: Google gobble, Google gobble
4: one of us.
3: Wanna the the other One
5: you. more character The bully that sat next to him That like every Oh the chick know, every, like, She 20 was minutes, evil she,
4: Yeah she,
2: Believe it or not She's gotten straight A's Her entire career <laughs> And she's like Nice trapper keeper Faggot <laughs> oh God.
5: That, that actress played her part very well She was good yeah, <laughs> she, she did She was great
2: She yeah. was very believable And very relatable I Yeah I think we all knew her
1: <laughs> Bitch Hey everyone Everybody Raise your glasses to Charlie. What did I do? You didn't do anything. We just want to toast our new friend. You see things, and you understand. You're a wallflower. What is it, what's wrong? I didn't think anyone noticed me. Well, we didn't think there was anyone cool left to meet. So, come on, everyone. To Charlie. To To Charlie. Charlie. Welcome to the Island of Misfit Toys.
3: And we're back.
5: (laughs) 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 One of the things, well, you know, one of the filmmaking techniques is they didn't show a lot of the things like the fight. They didn't show the direct punches. They didn't show a lot of the sexual assault. Not that that's something you want to see, but... Do you think that worked better as a storytelling aspect that way to kind of leave some things for your imagination, I guess? I do uh,
2: because I think we all can fill in the blanks. I, I still think horror movies yeah. that show less are more powerful because we fill in what, what's scariest to us. In this yeah. movie, since we're re- most people are going to relate to the, the characters and stuff, I think what we fill in the blanks is probably better. Yeah, because we're filling it it.
4: in with our own experience in high school. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. It's the whole
0: Hitchcock thing, you know. It is. That's exactly right. Yeah. You you don't have to show everything. You just need to set the things in place so that you. The audience
2: fills
3: in the
0: blanks.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
6: That's
2: it. That's what you want. I like that too. Yeah. I I totally dug that.
5: There are movies that don't do that, and you know, I think it works better this way for this type of movie at least
0: i think too many movies
2: give away too much
0: and that's something it's better to leave those things and and, well and plus some movies treat
2: us like we're idiots watching them so they they're like well they wouldn't figure this out so i'm going to show them the zombie eating his testicles right (laughs) i might have just added that part at the end there but uh (laughs) but no they show too much and you're just like that's all right now i just feel kind of stupid Mm-hmm. Like talked down to by a movie, and it's not cool well, and I think mm-hmm. we're getting i think
0: with the influx of a lot more foreign films into uh, what's going on in in the United states we're starting to get more of those kind of films that are not giving away everything they're giving you more things to think about because you know n- nothing against the United States films, but we we like to have everything spelled out, and we have this genre of films made in the u s that Everything has a place. Everything has a spot. Everything has a uh, uh, you know, has to be this place at this time, and this has to be at this time. And the sort of uh, you know assimilation, and that and that's not the case when you watch a, you know really good foreign films. They don't have that premise, and they do leave out a lot, and then that consequently makes for better stories because it gives your mind a chance to really cultivate it and to like. And it's also, you know, you have to. Channel what you're presenting to the audience has you have to know your audience when you're making a film, so you, you should be designing it towards the audience and not just we're throwing it out there and let the gods take over and the, you know people watch it <laughs> um, and that's what I think. I don't know more that more that's the films f- do though.
2: Yeah. I don't know that all like you could kind of lump it all all American films because there's a big difference between you know some of these uh, you know there's a big difference between Ryan Coogler and and fucking Michael Bay. I, well, yeah, <laughs> I
4: course. knew you were gonna say that.
2: <laughs> well, because Michael Bay, honestly, I think he's just like as long as there's shit blowing up, we've got a yep. movie. Yep. And uh, okay, that's his. Niche. I don't know why I picked, that's his. Yep. Niche, I, and that's. I think what I just saw Fruitvale Station recently, yeah. and that's why I went with Ryan. It is Ryan Coogler, right? Fruit, Fruitvale Station? Creed? Yeah. Or am I making this up? Okay. Thanks for playing. I'm this not, this not pregnant right. pause brought to you by Will um, It. Are,
5: are they ever getting pressure, let's say, from the studio, from a you know behind-the-scenes aspect? Would the writers more often than not like it to be more vague, and they're getting pressure from above them to spell it out?
2: Absolutely, well, a lot of yeah. that Absolutely, yeah. a lot of that comes from that. Kent, I mean, what was the movie we talked? about uh, I think you and I were talking about some movie that had an under a million dollar budget, and it was so that the director wouldn't have to answer to the studio.
0: There's a lot of films. Well, I mean, uh, there was this a guy, was just recently though. Uh, there was a guy that was back in the older days. This guy named Val Luton, um, who was a director producer, and he basically he he at that time um, in the I think that's the fifties. He was, you know, doing these films like I Walk with Zombies and uh, <laughs> you know, films like that. But he he purposely didn't I think it was want just to one zombie. Walk with uh, zombie. I Walk
2: with a zombie. Oh, is maybe it, it is.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> maybe you, that's the secret. Might,
0: there might not be an S. I don't know. The but the situation is that he chose to to work on B level films, yet he made more money than the A level films. But, but mm-hmm. he did it because then he didn't have to deal with any of the studios, you know, having to have their influx of what, you know, he's doing it. And if you're out of position and then you can do that, you take less money, but then the consequences is that you have a potential to make more money on the backside too. So there's mm-hmm. you know, it's the it's the positive of both sides. But I think a lot of guys wanna do that. And there's a lot of filmmakers that would rather have control over their film than to have some You know, a lot of times the people making those decisions, the suits don't have a clue. And they're just saying, oh, well, you know, A A made money. So this is like another A movie. Let's make it, you know, with this. So that happens a lot. You know, it's not just it goes on all the time. And you hear those stories from writers and directors all the time. of like, hey, we had to do this. Yeah.
2: I hear you. I hear you. Fucking suits, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless yeah. they want to hire me. If they want to hire me, I love you. I'm suits. available. Yeah. I love your suits. They're very dapper. Some <laughs> dapper suits you got going on.
4: What is that? A three piece?
2: <laughs> what What do you like? Know. A old Jewish suits. man? All of a sudden, what Whatever. are you, Jackie yeah. Mason? What of are you doing?
5: He, he pulled the suit off well in the movie when he uh, finally got his like new look when they gave him that, that present. He yeah, did, didn't he?
2: Yes, he did. And the funny thing is what I was talking about before about how Ezra Miller, uh, how Patrick is all serious because of the poem. That's the moment that snaps him out of it. You could see right before that he's looking for – he just looks constipated or like really disturbed. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you could see Charlie come out and they're still showing him and his head turns. He's like, whoa. <laughs> and everyone's like, hey, he looks good in a suit.
0: <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, what was your uh, favorite song in the uh, movie?
3: I gotta quantify this with an ant with, with with a kind of a complex <laughs> answer because first and foremost, I do not like this person whatsoever as a human being. But I so gotta Dave, say I'm right that here. Person, I am right there, that. Dave. Stop. <laughs> Which one? This <laughs>
2: yeah. That was Morrissey, your favorite song.
3: Huh? No. <laughs> yeah, that was probably my favorite song used in the movie. Um, I see, love I, the, Smith. not, the Smiths. The Smiths were taking, great. Uh, yeah, I love them. I, just I do, them. too.
0: I like Morrissey. I like yeah. Morrissey. Yeah. Well, I've never had to hang I mean, out
3: Morsey with is him. is a human being. Let me well, quantify yeah,
4: he's, that. He's
3: bad. He's a terrible human being, but you know, the yeah. art isn't the artist. Right. Is he really? Yeah, he's yeah, not he's good. A pretty, he's, he's a pretty not good shit people. human
2: being, man. I had no idea. He broke up the Smiths. That's I mean, right there alone. and that
4: was the least of his problems. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, didn't he gonna, sing? Uh, what is that song? I am the sun and the air. I am, I the, am sun the sun. And the air 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 air. Yes, yes, that they <laughs> did a cover of it and used. Yeah. How soon Charmed. is now? Is the name of the song? How soon is now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that song. I didn't know he was a piece of human shit. I mean, yeah. Every
5: time he says something, it's just not good. Really? Yeah. Every time he opens his
2: mouth, it's just like, like.
3: Yeah, I just wanna hit him with one of these beer bottles. From yeah. OMB. Yeah. Well this rock yeah. this
2: rock trash talk moment was brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> Dave.
0: <laughs> well Patrick What, I was, want you? to say, <laughs> what was your I favorite
2: think, song? Well, I'm torn because like Squeaker said before, uh, uh the Bowie uh, Heroes song is just so yeah. fucking fantastic. Uh both times in the movie that they use it, but I really did enjoy when Come on Eileen they're at the uh the homecoming dance and come on Eileen starts playing and uh i think emma watson goes oh my god they're playing, playing good, good music, music. <laughs> and i just went <laughs> even when that came out we didn't call it good music we were no. just like it's fun it's kitschy <laughs> it's definitely you want to move around to it but it's it's a little creepy
0: yeah
2: uh, yeah song but uh so it was it, lost
0: in translation correct i mean aren't, weren't they a german band or something and then Oh uh, no!
3: Uh, somebody's Midnight no. Runners. Midnight Dexys, Runners. Oh, Midnight okay, okay. okay. Runners. So yeah. yeah.
2: And they, so they weren't, weren't they dressed all like in uh, overalls, overalls for the music yep. video. The funny thing is, they had been trying gimmicks for years. And there's a, another uh, song they did. And the music video to that, they're all in sweatsuits. It was just like they didn't <laughs> yep. know what they were. They, they didn't know which way it was up. And obviously, their career, has, their career has their careers lasted so long.
6: <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Timeless. Timeless. Devo, man. Devo knew who they were from day one. Yeah. Yes. Devo
2: was badass. Yeah. And they've got some great songs on heavy metal, so I fuck mean, it. Problems
3: came along, man, and they, they whipped it.
2: They did whip it. <laughs> they <him>. whipped <laughs> it good.
3: <Yeah.
2: laughs> and they were working in a coal mine.
4: It's going down, down, down?
2: Going down, you know, down. With, with, <laughs> and, and they didn't
5: Aline. complain. <laughs> that came <laughs> out in 82. I think by the time this takes place, that probably maybe for like that group of kids would have been... Because no one else was really listening to
0: it. I would
4: no, it was very about. uncool. Let me just tell you, because yeah. I was in that group of kids, that was not considered cool or good music. In it was any top way. 40. <laughs> top
0: 40. And if you were, that was a big time when really alternative music was kicking up too. It was like, oh, the yeah. 80s. That was the big yes, era. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But absolutely. also in, in, in context.
2: In
3: context you know, they had their feet on that board to ride that new wave.
2: Yeah. That
3: new in context wave wave of the. the new, uh, uh,
2: in context of the scene, though the song that was playing before, uh, "Come on, Eileen," I couldn't even recognize. It was so boring
6: mm.
2: and not not fun. So I could I, I, I understand what remember. she was saying, but I I couldn't even tell you. It, it was just, yeah. blah, blah, and then "Come on, Eileen" comes on. You're like, oh, thank God, something that a little beat to it, a little bit. But Heroes definitely steals the movie.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think so too, and I think it was very appropriate too at the at the moment in the story at you know, uh, both, both situations. Infinite. Yeah,
2: um, I love the first time he says, "I feel." He looks at Patrick, and Patrick goes, "What? What's wrong?" And he goes, "I feel infinite." And it was such oh, yeah. a it's such a sweet
0: moment. So, did, let me ask this, and this is like for any of you when you were a freshman did did you have any friends that were seniors?
3: Oh yeah. no. No one. Yeah, I had one. I uh, I we lived across the street from each other. Grew up in the same neighborhood.
0: Um, I think that's yeah. the case. Is like it was very uncommon to be in you know a freshman and have I was lucky enough because I was playing sports and had you know was playing against a lot of these guys and so I had some you know buddies, but I don't you know think of any of them as being like you know like close friends. So yeah. that was one thing I thought was really different about the film the other thing is is the only thing that kind of bothered me a little bit was the tripping scene which i know you have to create this controversy but the tripping with patrick uh uh-huh yeah you know that that scene i I don't know if you guys but i never saw that happen in high school um you know at that point maybe in junior high junior high kids were a little less you know mature but i i never saw that happen where somebody would you know,
2: they would just call you outside and beat your ass. You know, they wouldn't. There was know. that too. That was more popular. Yeah. But I, I've seen the tripping done before and it sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've been the tripper it sucks. before, Patrick? Have you been tripped before?
2: No. If anything, I had the opposite. An underclassman kept uh uh giving me and my friend shit because he thought he was golden and we wouldn't touch him because he was an underclassman. And then one day he just pushed it and I grabbed him by the neck. And said, You're gonna stop, right? And he couldn't speak because I was holding his neck too tight. (laughs) And I started going, Are you gonna, are you, nod your head if you're gonna stop messing with us? And he finally nodded his head. And from then on, he was nothing but fucking sweet to me. Mm
0: -hmm. So if you're that friend, um, there's a number you can call, and it's 1 800 I've been harassed. Uh, by Patrick. <laughs> uh, just make sure you get out there. Call no, Vietnam. I was
2: not a violent person at all, but this this kid just would not. He's, he's trying to show off for his friends. He's always been a douche, and it was just like, one day, wasn't in the mood, and he stopped. Mm-hmm. So he found other people to torment.
3: Patrick, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic actor. <laughs> terrible negotiator.
2: <laughs> you know, Answer me, I you see can't. it as a win. I see it as a win. The kid stopped.
3: Yeah. So yeah.
4: you're an excellent
2: negotiator. <laughs> excellent negotiator. I should be a politician, go over to Putin and grab him by the neck and go, you're going to stop, right? And then he'd probably say something in Russian I wouldn't understand. And mm-hmm. then it would really suck.
5: Then everybody excellent. else is like, we haven't tried that yet. Why didn't we try that before? Why didn't we try It's been that? over a long time ago. This guy's ago. Really- <laughs>
0: Patrick would have to have his subtitles on to understand it, so it wouldn't have worked. Totally, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: totally. Don't feel bad, but I have to have the subtitles on to understand English after that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I miss That's a, a lot of the they words are? if if yeah. the if the dialogue's fast. If it's an Aaron Sorkin thing, uh, and it started from The West Wing, rewatching that because his dialogue's quick, and
4: uh, or if there's a heavy even, accent.
2: Josh Molina said when he – and he was on like three of the seasons of West Wing and he was doing a podcast about the West Wing and he goes, I have the subtitles on because I don't want to miss what they're saying because like so much – so many words are happening. And ever since then, I've watched everything with the subtitles on and I'm so thankful. But once in a while, I get a movie that doesn't have subtitles, like you know just one of the guys – or, uh, you know, some other, <laughs> some other <laughs> film, <laughs> classic Dr. Alien. Am I, the, I, was am trying I to the watch Doctor <laughs> Alien. <laughs> have you ever seen Dr. Alien, uh, uh, Laura? Uh,
4: I Was a Teenage you know,
2: Sex Mutant, or what is it called? I, oh, I, I have seen that sex...
4: one. I don't know about it, Dr. Alien. That's also Alien. called
2: by, Do- it's the same movie.
4: Oh, is it? Okay. Then, yeah, yes. they
2: changed <laughs> the name. Watch that without <laughs> subtitle. I didn't understand until the boobies came out. <laughs>
5: You need subtitles for that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I knew a That's right boobie up. on an alien. Squeakers. I know what out alien there. boobies look like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Brian from Bravo and Beer, a new reality TV comedy recap podcast brought to you from three washed-up frat guys turning reality recaps into art, beer in hand. We do a weekly show breaking down some of your favorite reality garbage shows like 90 Day Fiance, Summer House, and we also just added an Am I the Asshole segment taking questions posed on the famous Reddit boards. Join us at bravoandbeer.com and be drunk because watching reality TV sober is a sobering reality.
0: Is there any characters in this that you didn't believe? Like, you know, you you weren't on board with them. Or at least at some point.
5: Right. Mm. I mean... You know, I didn't dislike any of the characters, and I thought I thought all the characters were good. But something about the way um, Sam spoke, and I don't know if it's Emma Watson, if it was being English, doing the accent, but something about the way she spoke, I didn't I didn't totally buy.
0: Do you think she was like too uppity up, and that's what she came up maybe on, or, or very formalized, or uh...
5: possibly? Yeah, it, to me, and it's weird. I don't know why it it came across like she was reading lines in a play a little bit.
2: And I just took it as her social class for some reason. I don't know in my mind that her parents, that she might've come from money or something like that, but maybe that's because I don't know a lot of divorced people. That's, that's, kind, of where I was, thinking that's like, kind
3: of where I was thinking with it too, is, as I think it was more of like a, like a social stature thing and like a little mm-hmm. putting on airs.
4: Maybe she was doing some Broadway right before mm-hmm. this.
2: It could. I it Broadway. <laughs> it's Broadway. I, I like Dave's answer. Putting on putting on airs a little bit works too. Putting on the ritz, mm-hmm. yeah. That, on the ritz. That's
5: probably more because um, overall and I liked her performance. But.
2: I loved Ezra Miller, but there were a few lines he said that felt very theatricalized, and I'm wondering if that's just like developed out of the relationship him and Sam have, where they definitely have a flair for the dramatic.
6: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, I mean, even before they do the. Uh, the come on, Eileen dance the living room routine. Living room routine, yes. <laughs> and I think that might just be how they communicate. Yeah. Just like how it the little seem, Buddhist punk just is a mean me, bitch.
3: It did seem to me that Ezra Miller, for the film role, did play up the whole uh, being gay and like thing like a little bit more than uh, than nothing did in the book. But that was just me.
0: But like I think he, it worked. He played, I think he, he it worked. Did a great yeah. job.
3: Don't get me wrong. It's just I'm just saying I noticed that he played it up more for for a film.
2: Mm-hmm. Could be, or that could just be what he brings to the role. Well, yeah. he's got yeah. that yeah. personality. Yeah, definitely In
3: a it? lot of uh, a lot of dramatic theatrics going on with a lot of. But he's characters.
2: got something. You know how uh, people are relating now as he him or she her type of thing. They he, them. He identifies as they/them because all of the IMDb trivia has switched over to they/them.
6: Oh, well, just
2: I'm sorry, I didn't know that. He's pretty. Either way,
4: he's just a pretty person. Like he could be a pretty boy or a pretty girl.
0: Sure. Well, I think the thing about him is he has a great (laughs) personality. Like I really like his personality, and 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 that he brought into this character, and in everything he does, I really there's something he's got this like walk into a room and I'm it's like hey I'm I'm sure he's maybe not that way in real life but in in his theatrical roles he comes in and very boom this is me like here it is you know and he's Well mannerisms. he don't forget really one, of his, work?
2: one of his early movies was We Need to Talk About Kevin mm-hmm. where he's a high school shooter oh, God, love that mm-hmm. one. and that one was what I like about this one is Perks is the most vulnerable I think I've seen him uh, play a character when you're playing a psychotic little fuckbag bag who shoots people uh, with a gun. It, it's that's a little scary. He played a scary character and he was also in uh gosh, there was another movie, something about the Gonzo waiting for the Gonzo or, or uh, I don't know. All I remember is the word Gonzo was in it and yeah. I've just seen it again recently, but uh, not as vulnerable uh, as Patrick. And I Man, think he I did forgot great.
3: forgot all about that. Uh, I forgot all about his.
2: And we oh, between him and Tilda not, Swinton. That, movie, fucks that, yeah, yeah, that movie fucked me up.
3: Yeah, that movie fucked me up. Yeah.
0: Every
2: movie so she's in yeah, to I was just
3: about to talk about Ezra Miller me. and like, that vulnerability, too. Were you? Like, like that scene in yeah, the Yeah, but park. you were going
2: to talk about it in Zack Snyder's uh, <laughs> Justice League.
3: Yeah. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I mean, you know, I actually never seen either of the Justice League movies. I can't tell you if, if any, I, or maybe it's the same movie cut different. I, I don't know. I don't we'll know talk about it later,
2: movies. I'm sure. But I, I actually I, I watched, watched the DC director's movies. cut and liked it a lot better. I like the director's cut. It was amazing. I liked it a lot the, better the than the Justice League yeah. Yes, he was in it more. He Flash. plays the Flash.
3: Oh, oh shit. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and he's cool. a
2: great character for Yeah. OK, yeah.
3: no, I was going to actually talk about the, uh, the the scene in there, like showing um, nothing's vulnerabilities in that, especially that scene in the park where it's like you know, scene. he's great like sitting scene. there talking with Charlie. And, you know, people of a certain age will know 100 percent what the whole down in the park thing relates to. And I like that they kept that kind of ambiguous for the film. Like it's one of those like, if you know, you know, kind of things and exactly how it was back then. I think that was really accurately portrayed. And I really liked that he went down there, you know, just trying to, you know, get over his own heartbreak. And, you know, you really kind of come into terms with the fact that you can't run from that. And mm-hmm. I just thought it was really vulnerable, really like cut yourself open and bleed on the stage type of performance. I loved it. Yeah. And
2: something interesting about this scene is that it was towards the end of the day. and They had to shoot it that day and they were losing light and they... They had to do it quick, so they only got like a few takes out right. of those scenes. And uh, I don't think I, it I think it was really good. Was, I, think I think it, it was,
3: was during daylight. I don't think it was no, 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 no.
2: But uh, what they got from even from the short period of time shooting, it was really good. I really like that scene a lot. I thought it Cause
0: worked because he kisses yeah.
2: he kisses uh, Charlie and then yeah. has that immediate regret yeah. and hugs him because that's really what he needed was just yeah. a hug and to be hugged or yeah. You know, uh, I that thought that was a
0: really, a really sincere scene. scene, and you know, I, I thought it was interesting how they Charlie played that too. Um, it was almost as if he wasn't sure, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Like maybe this is the route I need, I should go, or maybe you know, it's like, and it showed you that position in his character that he was still in this. I'm going with the, the flow kind of thing, and I'm in this vibe of with everyone. Yeah, and,
4: yeah. He kind of was in love with the both of them, the, and with all the friends. I mean, he was in love mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm.
5: situation, all of them. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, that could have been a moment where, you know, other characters may have gotten mad and like stormed off or something. Like, what are you doing? But the way it was just so innocent, the way he just kind of like continued to just be there for him. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like a, what we have movie. right now
0: here with all of us. It's the same vibe that's going. Oh, on. Oh hush! It's a <laughs> it's, uh, I it's love a movie about. I love all. It's of a movie about. Uh, the I'm the freshman here. I'm the
2: You freshman. all annoy <laughs> me. You all annoy podcast, me.
3: And I was brought in very I angry for the cool seniors. And, <laughs> man, I feel infinite. You guys, I feel infinite.
2: You're going back <laughs> into the locker, Dave. Uh, it's it's a movie about broken people. And yeah. when you see two broken people, I mean I think that was really what was going on. Charlie's broken pretty badly, and to have another broken person Sam's broken a start falling. You know? Sam's broken too. They're yeah, all yeah broken. They're, all they're all broken. They're all broken. They're all mm-hmm. broken.
3: Even the people who um, did, who you don't think of as broken, like uh like uh, Jock Guy. Yeah. Brad yeah. is oh, yeah. way broken. Brad, yeah, oh yeah. my so god. Broken. Like, very even the people broken. who like outwardly present as not broken. Yeah. And maybe more so broken than the the ones that are open about it.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I that's love prat- that. yeah. That that's a really cool uh, how how everyone is in that situation. They're all you know. They're all have all these things coming at them, and they're changing. And and you know. And let's be honest. When you're in a high school we're all you're still learning you're still developing who you are and what you're going to be and how you're going to you know be perceived and, and, and even today as we still grow older and and get to Patrick's age the uh, we all get to be you're the same age as me you jackass <laughs> you
2: know, we all get to
0: we all get to be Actually, I thought you were older than
2: me <laughs> we, all
0: get, we all get to you know to keep learning and and life and feeling that experiencing it and that's that's Cool. And I think that's they show it so well in this and,
2: and that's I consider myself still broken, so I don't mm-hmm. know if there's a point where all of a sudden you got you know, I'm fixed. Same. <laughs> uh, well, maybe it's people who are fixed, but well uh, the people that think they're that's fixed, that's
0: the ones that are really broken. So, you know, if if you one other scene that got me was that. Yeah. Mm.
5: Um, the scene when his parents found out at the hospital what happened and they went into the Aunt Helen.
3: Yeah, that was Yeah. That oh, was, god, yeah, that's yeah. pretty heavy. Rough.
2: He's talking about some good days and some bad days. One really bad day. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: See, and I was just about to bag on Dylan McDermott some more, but you know what? I feel like he played that scene really well.
2: He did, yeah. I thought he did fine throughout the whole movie. So you yeah, got just gave uh, him
3: a hug. And- he was <laughs> okay. That's all he needed, right? Yeah. Maybe, if, maybe if Brenda would have showed up, he would have been better.
2: <laughs> Who's Brenda? Dick. Brenda Dick.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So no, here's my question to you guys. I,
3: I worked in a mall rats quote into that, but yeah, the, Brenda was Shannon Doughtery. And- yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, right. That's I was, was thinking. There, yep. was, never mind.
2: <laughs> and it was so seamless, I didn't get it at all. Uh, yeah, see, would at you that. guys watch this Would you guys watch this movie again?
4: Yeah. I would. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I think so. Yeah. I, oh, I'm I not going to put in my top it.
2: 10 <laughs> films <laughs> of all time. I kind of want to um, watch it again right now.
0: Yeah.
2: My top 10 films aren't necessarily films I think are the greatest films. They're films that I love and have meaning to me, so that's yeah. why this is in it. Love, Simon is in my top ten because I I just think it's it just floored me. Maybe one day we'll cover that movie. Uh, yeah, you need to put we that didn't already, your list.
6: did we? Yeah, yeah, I guess list. so.
2: Uh, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. But then you know I have movies like Matrix and Inception in my top ten, which are obviously not. Uh,
4: Hey, they're
2: good or love things. They're good movies. It's funny they're how different. many
3: coming of age films are in my top ten? Uh, yeah. <laughs> last night I just rewatched another one. Uh, Stand by me is another one of my top oh, ten. Classic. I'll rewatch that movie twenty, probably twenty more times before the end of the year.
2: I did well. It on Betamax.
3: I really just I really just gravitate <laughs> for coming of age films like that. Maybe because in a way I'm still coming of age. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> well, I think That's the great thing do. is is that. You know, no matter what it is, you can always gravitate to certain things. And, and that has to relate to your life and what you're going through. And, and that makes why one film's more important to to Laura and one's more important to Patrick and one's more important to exactly, me. One's to, exactly. And, that, and that's what's cool about cinema because, you know, there are different perspectives and that makes you relate and have moments that you, your own history and your, you know, experiences make you gravitate to it. So.
2: And I try to explain that to people on uh, on Facebook. There's movies that I just hate. I just hate them. But if somebody else likes them, I'm really excited that they like them because I think that the film then fulfilled its purpose. And well, somebody likes it. and you know what it. else
4: I like about you, Patrick, is that if you hate a movie, you will watch it over and over and over and over and over, <laughs> and over to and try over. to figure out why. I've got to
2: understand. It. I've got to understand why people <laughs> like it and why. <laughs> Why I don't fucking Cloverfield? Um, <laughs> Twenty-eight times <laughs> well, later, I to put I've it
3: on my list.
2: <laughs> it's on my list, Laura. It's okay. It was on his list. I put it on my list because yeah. it's it is it's, and I I'm glad that people it's like Cloverfield, right. but it's oh but your tongue. <laughs> I like Ten Cloverfield Lane better, except for the last ten yeah. minutes. Well, let's a really What, what about, like cinematic
3: classics like Troll Two. Mm.
2: <laughs> Troll Two is oh. just a movie that should be watched and studied by everyone.
4: Oh man, it's it's that so fun.
3: A, that in the room with Tommy oh Wiseau. Like, oh, like I will watch that's <laughs> uh, a I will watch oh, the God. room a hundred times to hi, try doggy. and he's so lumpy managed oh. to do it.
6: And make money off of.
2: So that's I'd rather watch and the disaster
3: the artist. Made, and, the room to date has made more money. Troll Two as well has made more money than like some blockbusters now.
2: Right, mm-hmm. right.
3: Because they're so terrible that people just can't stop watching. People like me. Well, there had to yeah. be
2: there had to be a, a new king to replace Plan Nine from Outer Space, which used to be considered True like the worst movie of all Ugh. time. And I'm then really you get the room the, uh... comes along. Birdemic. Mm. Oh. Have you seen Birdemic? That's Boy, so, so terrible. Birdemic. It's t- I mean I think it's we could so shoot terrible. a better version of that movie on Zoom, where we play different characters and make the birds out of paper mache.
4: I don't think we could make it as bad. Like we would have to really try to make it as bad as yeah. it actually is. Yeah. It's
3: just
2: terrible. Into the
4: topic
3: that we're on though. Uh, yeah, but, I think, uh, think uh, it's a uh, great time for this segment
0: love. that you're bringing up there, Dave. It is <laughs> what you've been watching time. I
2: think Dave was good. Oh, I thought Dave was still talking about perks of being a. I was
0: going to talk about perks, but that—that's I
2: mean, okay.
3: Cool. I mean, what about No, Give us a closing stuff? thought. Give us a closing night. thought
2: on perks. Let's hear it.
3: Okay, um, you know, like, no pressure. And, and this ties into the whole, uh, to the whole troll two or, or, the room thing is, you know, like they're all watching Rocky, and that was like a generational thing for most of us, you know, growing up in the '80s and the '90s. I feel like there's really something missing in today's generation of, like, a really shitty, terrible movie that you go and watch at the theater with your friends at midnight showings. And really, I feel like it's a rite of passage kind of thing. And, yeah. I mean, I'll still go watch a live Rocky show if I ever found one. But uh, I'd go do that with The Room, like, right now. I feel like it'd be hilarious. <laughs> and you we get a what? room shadow cast. And, and I, want, I, want, uh, I want Patrick to play Tommy Wiseau. Because I want him to wear the wig. And I want him to break it with a, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. I I want that.
2: (laughs) I don't do nudity, Dave. You should know this.
3: Oh, hi, Mark.
5: (laughs) To be fair, I did have that really realistic shot of, throwing the football outside. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah,
3: oh, guys. Oh, yes, on the rooftop. We throw the football like American movie.
2: Mm-hmm. So good. Man. Dave, I don't know what accent you're doing, but I don't even think it's Tommy Wiseau's. I,
3: I don't I don't know what accent Tommy Wiseau would do. No, like he, he doesn't know either. either. Yeah,
2: I don't think anybody knows. Just no. He's Eastern from Louisiana. <laughs> He's from, from Louisiana. I'm from uh, Louisiana. You know,
4: oh, hi, New Orleans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hi, doggy. So, all our listeners should go back.
3: Nobody, we we should have
2: thought about that.
3: Oh, Oh, hi, (laughs) doggy. But no, serious, serious final thoughts on perks. Uh, Serious final thoughts is um, you know, you think about the wallflowers, and that was Jacob Dylan. And I think the real perk of being a wallflower is being Bob Dylan's son and having Bob Dylan.
0: Yeah. It, it couldn't hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, you had
2: to work hurt. that in, didn't you?
6: It was good. It was worth the wait. All, it was worth all it.
2: podcasts. Okay, I thought you were going to drop this lump of knowledge upon us and go like, I, "This movie is a generational uh, uh, love song to teenagers everywhere." No, you gave us fucking <laughs> Jacob Dylan. Well, I have it one. Let nice. me give you. Um, let you me know, give like you
3: my. This club was to, in the eighties. I think it was for for the nineties kids.
0: Yeah.
3: Like people well, watch *The Breakfast Club* and like '80s kids and like felt uh-huh. that. I feel like '90s kids that grew up like me feel that watching that. Like, like yeah. that's
2: my legit. All right, life. yeah, that's, I, that's and cool. I, yeah. I think that that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: And I and I've got something I I think I need to say about it. What you been watching? <laughs> because
1: <laughs> been we like are going to be twelve hours
0: long if this thing keeps going on. So we've got yeah. to. Get into our our (laughs) final segment here of what you've been watching. So we'll start off with Laura. What you've been watching?
4: Well, I've been watching. House uh, three. uh, House three and four. um, The Howling (laughs) Five. The Marsupials. um, (laughs)
2: Leprechaun (laughs) 16. (laughs) Back to the the hood. Back to the Um, leprechaun.
4: Back to the leprechaun hood. Anyway, uh, a lot of (laughs) Voyager. I watch a lot of Star Trek Voyager right now, and um, oh, we watched a British vampire, modern British vampire movie called Thirst. Highly recommend. Really fun. Um, they kind of like farm people and make them blood cows, and that's how modern vampires get their mm-hmm. nutrition.
2: That's like Blade <laughs> Three. Is it really? Yeah, I don't think yeah. I saw that one. Ryan Reynolds, I gotta, I gotta catch up. Oh, okay, yeah. you had
4: me at uh, Ryan Reynolds.
2: All right, <laughs> I had you at blood bags. Apparently, you
0: did. Squeaker, what have you been watching?
5: Um, I and I know Patrick watches too. Um, I watched Mortal
3: Kombat the other day. Mortal oh, Kombat, oh, finish yeah. him. Still I still haven't seen that. I
5: did not uh, dislike uh, it, but I, I wanted it to be better. That's hmm. that's all I really uh, said. What is
2: better? When you watch a Mortal Kombat movie, you want to see guts and spines yeah. and people fight, and that's all see the movie was. Character yeah. development. I,
5: I, those are like the characters. You want to see character like, development? What I, video I game what? did you play? Yeah. I, I used to too. ride my bike up to develop. the arcade and play Mortal Kombat in this pizza store. When I was in like in the pizza store. pizza store. Is pizza stores a lot of telling. not normal a, people pizza would call store. it a pizzeria.
2: But to, to I don't know that anyone squeaker.
5: since the 1960s has called it a pizzeria. Um, um, to,
2: to squeaker in the rich people he was spawned from, they call it the pizza, pizza store. I've
5: never no, called no, it a pizza no, store no, in my whole life. No, I don't know why. Why right now
2: I did. It was right next to the place <laughs> when one bowls. <laughs> mm.
5: The bowling museum. That's that's what was the <laughs> uh but no, the yeah. I like I was really into place. the game as a kid and I wanted to see like the backstory and the characters in it I don't think it did as great a job as I wanted it to, but it was still fun. It was fun.
2: It it's it delivered exactly what I expected. Finish him. Come over <laughs> here. Patrick watching. Yep. Watching. I've been trying to catch up on some of the Oscar movies. But but before that, something I really wanted to see was the new version of the stand that was on uh, CBS so do- All Access, which yep. is now Paramount Plus. Yep. Mm-hmm. And despite the universe not liking this version of the stand, I, I like really it. I enjoyed everything except the last episode, which I thought was extraneous and bullshit. But mm. I I was fine with it. people were like, Ezra Miller. Also in the stand. Hmm.
4: That's why he looks familiar. Okay. Yeah.
2: He was wearing a diaper, but he was still in it. Uh, so I've been watching things like that. And, uh, uh, Nomadland and. Uh, what were your thoughts Rainey's on Nomadland? I really enjoyed it. We talked. Kent and I, during the Oscars, that wonderful celebration of movies from the mm-hmm. other day.
6: Uh-oh. God,
2: I've never found movies so boring as I did that night. Fuck you. COVID. Um, I like Nomad Land a lot. It made me think that I should buy a white van because I'm running out of money and I could stay in the Walmart Don't parking lot. Don't buy a white van. But I could stay in the Walmart parking lot for free. I got a
3: can of spray oh, paint yeah. at the house. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll the free candy work. Yeah. That's free. Fair pen. enough. Fair
2: it. enough. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do that. Um, uh, and it's another year where I, uh, Minari, I think was the, or however you say it, Kent, I think was the best movie that I saw out of the group. And it, did not win. It won for Best Supporting Actress, and she should. She. It's one Minari. of those performances Minari. where you go, Minari, Minari, hey, it's like next to the pizza store. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, Minari was uh, fantastic, simple, indie, fair, but it just was so relatable, and it was just so, it's so good, and Nomadland was good, but in a gritty, oh, gosh, Ugh. Eh, I don't know how I feel about this type of thing. It's sad. Nothing was uplifting this year. Nothing made me go do a bender and throw my arm in the air and walk through the football field and, you know, play breakfast club music. It, everything oh, was geez. kind of a, everything was kind of a downer this year. And I think Bill Maher said it. He goes, you know, it's okay for entertainment to be entertaining sometimes. Right. And yeah. for us to celebrate that, I'm not saying put like, uh, you know, the emoji movie as, as one of the best pictures or I don't know why I keep picking that movie. But uh, <laughs> don't put don't put like a Michael Bay movie up there just because, oh, well, people liked it. Uh, but isn't there something to be said about movies that are enjoyable? Yeah. Like, can't we celebrate those two and not wait for the MTV awards? <laughs>
4: Doesn't always have to be so heavy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And it just felt very, uh, 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 well, Kent, I know you have stronger feelings on this. I'll let you take over for Yeah, for I mean, I, to this. me, No
0: Man Land definitely is not the best picture. I'm, I just think that's, there's, I think there was, I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a compelling story. It's, it's really beautiful. But let me be honest with you. Unless you, if you've ever been out to, you know, the Badlands, you cannot take a bad picture with your phone, where you're, I mean, you literally could shoot it on your iPhone, and it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. It is absolutely God's country out there. So, you know, to run and people say, oh, well, it was so beautiful. And it was like, yeah, but there really, I mean, and nothing against anything about it. But, I mean, Francis was McDormand was great in it.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's always great, great though. Yeah, so but, that's not really a surprise.
0: No, it wasn't. And then, but the direction of this story was definitely there was. I mean, I thought there was other movies that were better. You know, I think *Mank* was a better directed film. Um, you know, to go and just shoot pieces like that, and and then someone say that's the best film, I, man, I, it's very disappointing. I think, I think we got it was a little too political this year, and all the choices. And I think, you know, because there wasn't as many films of high quality, they they still should have held their standards up. Because I think that just showed me what the awards are about, you know. And it's not – they're about making statements and not about what's the best. So, you know. Right. And I can
2: understand what you're saying. I I understand a little bit of what they're trying to do with inclusion, but – uh, the only two awards that I really went, wow, they nailed it, was the Best Supporting Actress to the Minari, uh, the grandmother, mm-hmm. in that, and her acceptance speech was fucking
0: great. unbelievable.
2: Amazing. And uh, the documentary, uh, the, My Octopus Teacher, was definitely the best documentary up mm-hmm. there. They were all solid movies, but this that was just one of the most moving documentaries I've ever seen. It's about an octopus. A guy in mm-hmm. an octopus. And I was like, that's fucking good. Well, but the other awards sto- were kind of... a story on that. Yeah. Oh, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and it's just a really touching movie. The other awards this year was just kind of... I don't know. It's just, I just didn't really care as much. I didn't watch all the movies. I didn't watch Mank. I tried. Got bored. Uh, didn't watch Ma till afterwards. Didn't watch a s- Promising Woman. Yeah.
0: Promising Young Promising woman. woman.
2: And, Promising and it's a good woman. film.
0: But like on any other year, that film is not we're not even talking about that film. Like it's a, it's very entertaining. And, and I
2: mean, well, don't forget there were years where like Juno won, didn't it? Yeah.
0: Uh, Or at
2: least it won a lot of stuff. It won some awards. It won screenwriting, uh, it screenplay because what's her coyote. No, what's her Mm -hmm. Cody coyote, (laughs) 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 you know, that coyote. Uh, so there are years where stuff like that happens, but, uh, So I wasn't surprised that A Promising Young Woman was in it, but it's just, I don't know. It's just not a year to get really excited about movies, and I didn't. I tried. I went through the motions. Dave, what have you been watching before I start crying? um, I'll I'll,
3: I'll say, um, first of all, what I have not been watching is, strangely, maybe for the first time in my whole life, I have not seen one single Oscar nominee, period. Wow! Like from this year's Oscar, I've seen none of those films, nor oh. have I wanted to. I mean, just to be perfectly blunt with you, um, lately I've been watching um, a lot of uh, a lot of weird shit, kind of my own little weird menagerie. Um, I've been watching this uh, this web series called uh, 18th Century Cooking," which is a uh, <laughs> cooking show where a dude uses like seventeen hundreds recipes and seventeen hundreds techniques to cook them. That's I fun. think I've uh, seen
4: that. That's a great show.
3: Yeah, uh, it, that sounds it's like, like a Laura it, show. It's like it's like totally a PBS E type show. It's, yes. I, I'm really digging it. Um, uh, I watched uh, this really great documentary the other night called uh, "Voice of the Glaciers." Which, speaking what Kent was talking about with the whole uh, Nomad Land, like you can just walk down the street and or, or well there's no streets really but you know, you can <laughs> just walk around the badlands with your with like a crappy nokia cell phone and get good shot mm-hmm. uh this voice of the glaciers was like talking about like the global warming and like the the glaciers receding up in like svalbard norway up near the arctic circle and i'm like it's the same term like i'm watching i'm like wow this is gorgeous but you can't possibly take a bad shot up there at the north pole i mean it's like uh, up there around like small challenge North, and, uh,
2: accepted.
3: It's, uh, but, yeah. Just <laughs> Nokia. Gorgeous, breathtaking. I don't speak a lick of Norwegian, but you know, subtitles. Um, yeah. And uh, other than that, like po- more popular, you know, stuff. I just finished finally uh, watching the series finale of Vikings. I uh, just finished that up. Really, so worth really it worth it? I stopped
2: watching uh, after season two.
3: I, without giving anything away i feel like the the final couple episodes like the penultimate and then the final episode of the series really brought everything kind of full circle and tied it together okay and i walked away satisfied,
2: or well, satisfied
3: as i'm going to be you know
2: there you go so, which apparently was pretty satisfied yeah you're pretty satisfied oh Absolutely. let me do a plug Let me do a plug for a a show that friends told me about called Frank of Ireland, which is on Amazon Prime. It's fucking hysterical. It's Domhnall Gleeson, who you know from uh, the Harry Potter movies. He was a Weasley, but also he uh, he's in the Star Wars movie as one of those uh, bad Empire people, and uh, his brother is in it, and one of Kent's friends makes an appearance in an episode. So. it's it's a lot of fun. It's politically incorrect. It's not for the kids, uh, but Frank of Ireland is genuinely funny. And it's only six episodes. I actually have it. In, episodes, I have it in so. my
0: queue already. It looked really good. It's
2: it's really worth watching, mm-hmm. and you could bang that out in like no time. Yeah, it's good. I, it's good.
0: I, I kind of like went back and started watching a couple of older movies and uh, White like Noise, Godzilla versus
2: Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Those kind of things. No, like which white, I did watch. <laughs> white Noise. Um, that has uh, Michael Keaton in it, um, which is an interesting film if you guys haven't seen it. It's kind of deals. Never with seen it. Supernatural things. things. Yeah, it's really good. I've, I've is seen it like it. Frequency? Wasn't there a movie called Frequency that
2: was a similar or no? Yeah,
0: not to give not it really? away. I mean, it's different, um, but it has some. It's different. It's very different. It's, it's about a okay. guy that right. loses his wife. It's more
2: like and, Maximum Overdrive.
0: Yeah, no, no, no not like that. Like I said, I don't want to give it away because I think people should watch it. And if you give it away, okay. you might have a Where did you see it? Or picture. is it one of the movies you I think you it's own? on HBO right now. I do own it, actually. Oh, okay. Um, but I think okay. it's on HBOs where I was actually watching it. So it's on one of the major ones, Showtime or HBO or, um, or even maybe Hulu. I don't know. So I'm one of the three. Or Tubi. Yeah. Um, and then okay. I went back and watched Spy <laughs> Games, which I hadn't seen in a
2: while. Never uh, seen Spy Games. With, with Robert Redford and
0: Brad Pitt.
6: Okay,
5: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and it was very—it was entertaining. And it's interesting to go back and watch these films that were big budget, you know, productions, and look at them now and see how things were done. And you know, it's very entertaining. I never got bored with it. It's—it's it's, it's interesting to watch again. Um, I remember
4: Brad Pitt's Irish accent really bugged me.
0: It, yeah, he's had a. <laughs> Wait a minute! What movie are you talking it's, about? It's Not really. Spy a games.
4: It, it no, that was good. A, the pikey yeah, didn't really that was good. He really have a
0: good. super Irish accent. It was kind of. I
2: think I thought that was for a Harrison Ford movie that he did the Irish. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's the
4: one I'm thinking. Yeah,
2: because that's uh, the one you're thinking of and his accent, okay. yeah, blue, yeah. Blue Okay, chunks, But uh, then there we go. Um, and then, he got me really confused. confused. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, he does a bad Irish accent in two movies? There's <laughs> but, hope for me.
0: <laughs> but one I, I want to recommend for people to watch out there, really, uh, right now, is, and it's kind of fun. Debbie does Dallas, too. It's almost like that. It's Barb and Star go to, go Vista, to Vista Del, Del Mar. Mar. Yeah. It Barb is and Star that. go
2: to Vista Del Mar. It is fun. I can't
0: wait. It's really, like, kind of flaky, kind of Fargo-ish kind of feel. Uh, personalities with just a really cool, entertaining film. It's so fun to watch. And, I, I, I mean, it's it's nice to see something refreshing in this time that's different. And it has a really unique, like, take on it. The director had a really unique vision with it. And it's just, it's really cool. Nothing about it's like, like, blows you away. But it's that's the kind okay. of film that you would watch the second time and it's going to get funnier. And the Did third time you Were you the one talking
2: it. about... Th- were you the one Kent talking about the Andy Samberg movie? Uh, I brought,
5: I watched it last year when it came out. I think
2: what was it the uh, uh, it was Palm, Springs. Uh, Palm Springs? Palm Springs, yeah. I talked
0: about it the other uh, the other day. Kent yeah.
2: Kent mentioned it the other day. And he goes, mm-hmm. "How come Palm Springs isn't?" I thought you said that about the Oscars, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about Palm Springs... Kent was so
2: I, I, ornery during the Oscars. His texts were just this like, is so- I want to burn down that building and everyone inside. I didn't say that. Mike, but like, if Mike was a feature film, Mike would have swept this year.
0: I, honestly, if Mike was in there, I mean, honestly, I would have been a better film than some of the ones that were up and that's sad to say except uh, it's a very
2: yeah. white film kent right I know, now it is <laughs> but it's changing
0: it's gonna change so um the uh are we doing the a other Korean one the rewrite the rewrite, the rewrite recast, is another uh, film i watched and <laughs> with hugh grant and um melissa oh. tomei um where he goes and i, and I hadn't her. seen that one and um i think it came out a few years ago but it it was really good and a lighthearted kind of like Romantic comedy, um, kind of like the old Hugh Grant films, you know, day before you got in trouble. and uh, it, But just kind of entertaining. So.
3: Yeah, I'm glad to hear she's still acting. I haven't actually seen Marissa Thoman anything, The, the Wrestler. She's yeah. Spider-Man's
2: uh, Aunt May. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're the two right. That's right. Movies.
3: Yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot all about that.
2: She did a lot of indie movies It's seen for a while. And then all yeah. of a sudden she pulled that Aunt May business, and she's wonderful as Aunt May. No, she's the uh, best she's
3: the best looking auntie I've ever seen in my she's life. She's the best looking and
2: she's she's the feistiest. Is that a word? Oh, yeah. Feisty? Yeah. I learned that over at the pizza store. I mean I'm um, a fan <laughs>
3: might be on Peter, but uh but I'm available just saying.
2: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, the I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of Peter. Wait, a minute, okay. what are we talking All about? Right. <laughs> That's a Completely, completely different podcast. No. Uh we podcast. Did, okay. did, so, like, did, uh, any, did anyone yeah. did, <laughs> did anyone besides me actually watch uh, Godzilla vs. Kong? I did. Not know?
3: yet, but, I, but mm-hmm. I've been meaning to.
2: That was another Mortal Kombat type of movie where I just wanted to turn, you know, you take your brain out of your head, you, you put have it to next take to it you out on that. the sofa, and you mm-hmm. just go, gosh, this is silly fun.
0: Plus the the graphics were I mean just took me so far out of it it was like it tried to do too much and tried to push too many and then it then it looked like they ran out of money and they sort of finished it half half ass and going down the stretch so it just was really I'm gonna have to watch it for a fourth time yeah. and see if until I'm that great. last that third <laughs> act it seemed like the, the graphics just were like. They just you fell were too out. busy
2: looking at Alexander Sarsgaard. Uh, you, know oh, you know
3: something else newish that I just re-watched, uh, that I really dug was uh did any of you guys Psycho. see the peanut butter falcon?
0: Yes, yes, yeah. Really Great that. film.
3: I really like and I didn't expect to because you know, Shia LaBeouf, but mm-hmm. I I watched it and I'm like, holy shit, this was really, really good. And then I'd forgotten about it until I saw it pop up on Amazon and I'm like Dude, I'm gonna yeah. watch
2: this again. Yeah, it's a really sweet it's movie. It's a well, great second time. Yeah, it, I didn't want to watch it before we did Mike because uh, well, it
0: wasn't out before Mike. That was the whole thing. We uh, so I thought we, it was. It, we when uh, we were we were um, it didn't come out until we had already started filming Mike. It came out you right know, no, no, in the middle of, it. And, I and I was saw, freaking out because I didn't even Mike. hear anything about it until we had already you know already in production. And, and I, I had like, actually oh, auditioned shit, for that movie. This is going to be so close. So Not when the, the Charlotte Manor, the first <laughs> showing, I was sitting there in that theater watching it, the first showing up. Yes. Because I was like, oh, dear God, don't let this be. Like, like Mike, you know, we've just done all this and they were screwed, you know. so but, Actually, um,
3: I think it was the last, uh, I think it was either the last or one of the last, uh, like, advanced press screenings I went to uh, up at the, uh, the Regal in South Park.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but, yeah, I got to see the advanced so like two weeks before it came out. Uh, like wide release, and yeah, just remember loving it. But then I'd forgotten about it. Watched it again, it was like, it was great. I also watched Mike, and Mike was great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, very and different. They very were different. nothing alike. They were no. nothing alike.
0: Yeah, they're not. They're different stories, and you know, well, although I could have been had an in it. ocean in them. Yeah, but we do want to actually get actually some diapers them. for for uh, Mike so he can have. Thank those, God. You know, in the in the long version, so
2: I've been hoping <laughs> I could just take a dump wherever I'm standing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a couple it's of those a, days it, out there on that hard road, you were looking for it. So a
2: f- few of those days, I thought I had, yeah. but it was just ass sweat. Well, we're gonna
0: we're gonna surprise <laughs> everybody with this with this next one that comes out. So it's uh, a little, package. It, little, What's package. little package. package, little package, little package, little package. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and little package and uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook also, and yeah, because. Yeah. Uh, I think you're gonna I think people are gonna be really shocked on this one it's it's a fun yeah, one
3: let me know when it's ready I might know yeah. a couple of guys with some film festivals out there that yeah can get it some screening
2: dates
0: oh, yeah it's gonna I, I think it's gonna be interesting it definitely fits into the film world of uh I think film it's festivals.
2: what the Oscars really need to uh add so it's not so heavy next year they, they,
0: yeah. they play a this little, and they definitely package. yeah Patrick plays a wonderful uh character in it we won't give away his character yet <laughs> so uh, uh but definitely i will say he, like he has it. a couple of my favorite quotes in the in it so it's uh, it's a lot of fun so but anyway well hey this has been a lot of fun we've had a great time uh we hope the audience out there all you uh, people in korea and uh, india Both of you, it's japan kent japan can't and, japan. And, and japan and uh we're big all in japan b- yeah <laughs> yeah, right now we're what thirty seventh or thirty eighth out there. I think we're
2: thirty seventh yeah. or thirty eighth.
0: So, anyway, it's. Hell yeah. uh, hey,
4: thanks you guys.
2: Thanks for listening. So, so domo arigato, Japan.
4: Yeah. Yes.
0: Make sure you like go back and check uh, out listen. some of our other podcasts too. So uh, arigato domo saniman.
3: I was
2: yeah. going to say that when Dave was talking about uh, uh the room, Tommy, we chose the room. Uh, listen to the Disaster Artist podcast. We do. Mm -hmm. For some fun insight into the movie about the making of The Room...
3: I'm wait you mouthful.
4: do a podcast about the disaster artist yeah what, when did we do the
2: disaster artist you're not
0: even drinking and you didn't remember what are you talking about that are you sure we didn't do the disaster artist no it's not I mean we list. can we because of,
4: of course oh my
2: god I want to I want to be on that
0: podcast
2: are you on a different
4: podcast anyway wait we haven't even into an
2: alternate timeline again What is we haven't my whole timeline we did the disaster artist we
0: should do it In this timeline, Mm too. Well, here
2: we go. That's really bizarre. We've got to
0: let everybody know what our next podcast is.
4: Well, should it be the disaster artist?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I think uh, Kent wants to do a new movie like Godzilla vs. Kong. What are we doing, Laura? Oh. (laughs) So you just rehearsed it. You rehearsed it, and then you <laughs> fucked her over. It yeah. jumped on all over her. You right on her lines. This. Get it right on her lines. All right. So, right, Ken, right. what are we gonna ask? No. What are we gonna Five, ask? Five, four, three,
0: can't... two, one.
4: <laughs> so for our next hey, movie, uh... you son of a. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Let's try it's it a again. Magnificent Seven. <laughs> okay. Let's try it one more time. Five, four, three, two, one.
4: Our next movie is The Magnificent Seven. Awesome. That sounds
0: like a great one. What do you think, guys? (laughs) I I thought her delivery of the title was great.
2: With Yul Brenner.
5: (laughs) Yeah, we got to say which one.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yul Brenner and and who else is in it off the top of your head? Uh, Come on. Who's in the blob? uh, Who's in the blob, Laura?
4: Oh, Steve McQueen.
2: Steve McQueen's in it.
4: Yeah. Who else is in
2: it? Who else is Uh, in
4: uh, it? uh, 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 Give me uh, another hint. I haven't seen
2: uh, it. (laughs) Oh, that's right. You haven't seen it. Never mind.
4: <laughs> that's why we're doing Tra- it.
2: Charles <laughs> Bronson. never seen it. this movie. Charles Bronson. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: it's Robert,
3: on. Robert, it's on Robert like Vaughn. Robert Vaughn. No, Robert Vaughn.
4: Wait a Robert minute. Vaughn this is getting it. better and better. It's
0: gonna
2: You're be going to lo- love it. I can't it. believe you haven't I, seen you haven't it. You have seen
0: the- it, which is great that we're doing that. Yeah, I'm so excited. Did you know that
3: it was based on an Akira Kurosawa? Yes, yeah. sir. Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai. It was based on Seven Samurai, yep.
2: I did a stage production Every film of The Seven Samurai in pantomime when I was nice. in college. It was like 20 <laughs> minutes long. A British guy brought it over and said, we're doing this. It was the most physically demanding show I've ever been in my life.
4: <laughs> I would like to see that.
2: Well, it wasn't videotaped. It was called theater. 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 Somebody Back then, they didn't
0: t- even t- have eight millimeter. <laughs> it was like shot on like one millimeter.
2: Shut up, Kent! We used to perform in huge arenas in Greece. (laughs) Big in Japan, (laughs) big in Greece. Yes, I don't think Japan even existed then. This
0: is this has been a lot of fun, and I tell you, it's always good to be on here. And Dave, it's been a pleasure having you on. Hey, Dave! Thanks, Dave. It's so so great, Um, and uh, we hope to see you soon. But uh, look, make sure you get out there, rate, review, and subscribe to Dope Beverage Film Podcast. And
4: um, Wear a mask, wash your hands. Right.
0: And go on Don't Instagram. Don't look for our Disaster
2: Artist episode because there no. isn't one apparently. Don't you won't search find for it.
0: Patrick's favorite won't podcast that we it. ever did. No. So,
2: well, no, that was Whiplash. Yeah. yeah. Search for that. Yeah. We did do Whiplash, I like the Same Street episode a lot. That was
3: person. That was, that was a favorite. good
2: one, too. Yeah. That was another <laughs> another one of a, my movies. Another one of Patrick's movies. Wow, you said that with such malice in
0: your and voice. You never, to
3: if you enjoyed Patrick's my guest star out here, vote me up. Tell these people you want me back and I might come back. I'll definitely come back. I don't have anything
2: to do. Well, we, know if <laughs> the room. we know if we're doing the room, Dave's coming back. If we have yeah, the we room, Dave...
0: You're, you're, or the
4: disaster artist.
0: Yeah, either one of those. We're calling you for sure. We did that, right? So.
4: We did, yeah. we did.
0: Yeah, don't worry about the room because we've already done it, according <laughs> to Patrick. So, but, No, the disaster
3: <laughs> Son of a bitch! Oh,
0: hi,
2: Patrick. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, Ma.
0: Well, hey, thanks for listening, and be safe out there, and we'll see you the next time. Get your Bye. vaccines.
1: Yeah. Bye yeah like having a drink and talking films the adult beverage film podcast is your go-to podcast join the conversation and listen to film industry producers actors directors writers share all of their experiences in the film industry expand your mind into films you've already seen plus find new films to watch in the future visit adultbeverage.net or go to your favorite podcast platform and listen to adult beverage film podcast episodes today We'll uh.